0: My mother sat in the center, her back ramrod straight and her eyes shining as she watched. James sat on the very end, and from the way he slouched in his chair, I knew he didn't want to be there. I didn't blame him. Everyone else seemed at least moderately interested, but before I could take it in, Henry faced me and held out his hands, palms up. I hesitated, but he gave me an encouraging nod, and I shakily set my hands over his. Kate, He spoke in a normal voice, but it reverberated through the room, amplified by Henry's power, or the structure of the hall, or both. As my wife, you have consented to take up the responsibilities of the Queen of the Underworld. You shall rule fairly and without bias over the souls of those who have departed the world above, and from autumnal equinox to spring of every year hence— You shall devote yourself to the task of guiding those who are lost and protecting all from harm beyond their eternal lives. I couldn't even convince Henry not to go off on suicide missions. How was I supposed to help protect every single soul in this place? Henry's hands grew strangely warm. A warm yellow light glowed between ours, and I bit the inside of my cheek, barely able to stop myself from pulling away. It would take me more than a few hours to get used to that sort of casual show of power. Do you accept the role of Queen of the Underworld? And do you agree to uphold the responsibilities and expectations of such? Said Henry. I hesitated. This wasn't for a year or five or even ten. This was forever. I hadn't even decided what I wanted to major in during college, let alone what I'd wanted to do with the rest of my life. But here Henry was, giving me a choice. And for a fraction of a second, his gaze met mine, and I saw my Henry underneath the distant god in front of me. His moonlight eyes sparkled, the corners of his lips twitched upward into the faintest of smiles, and he seemed to glow with warmth from the inside out. He was looking at me like he had back in Eden, like I was the only person in the world, and in that moment— I would have torn apart heaven and hell to make sure I never lost him. But then, he disappeared back into himself, behind the mask he wore to protect the side of him that Persephone had ripped to shreds, and reality crashed down around me. It wasn't a real choice, was it? Everything I'd done since moving to Eden had been leading up to this moment. Henry hadn't married me out of love, and I'd known that from the beginning. He'd married me, because I had passed the tests no one else had passed, and because the council had granted me immortality. I was the only girl who had lived long enough to become his queen. What if he stayed like this for the rest of eternity? What if all I ever was to him was a friend and a partner? The way he'd been in Eden, how he'd talked to me until the small hours of the morning, how he'd seen me in a way no one else had, how he'd risked his own existence to save mine— what if I never saw that side of him again? Then again, what if this was the proof he needed that I wasn't going to leave him? What if this was the final push to show him that it was safe to fall in love with me completely? I swallowed. I'd already made my decision the moment I'd married him. I loved him, and walking away and letting him fade wasn't an option, no matter what it cost me. I could do this. I had to do this. For Henry's sake, for my mother's sake. For my sake. Because in the end, without Henry, I didn't know who I was anymore. And every night during my summer in Greece, I'd gone to sleep dreaming about what it would be like to spend the rest of my existence loving him and being loved in return. As long as I gave him a chance, this could be everything I hoped it would be. Henry was worth the risk. As I opened my mouth to say yes, a crash shattered the silence and the tall windows exploded, sending shards of glass hurtling straight toward us.